0: Each year, the Economist Intelligence Unit and Pearson Education conduct a global study of education systems to rate countries in terms of educational attainment and cognitive skills. In 2015, the United States ranked 14 out of 40 countries studied, a drop of three points since 2011. Today, we'll hear from senior lecturer John Kim about his case entitled Alt School, School Reimagined. I'm Brian Kenney, your host, and you're listening to Cold Call. So we
1: are all sitting there in the
0: classroom. The professor walks in and And
1: they look up and you know it's coming. Oh the dreaded cold call.
0: John Kim teaches in the MBA program at Harvard Business School, but before that he founded and managed several firms in the education sector. John, welcome. Thank you, Brian. So, I'd like you to start. I mean, first of all, this case is like a mashup. We've got business and engineering and technology and education kind of all coming together in interesting ways. But can you just um, set the case up for us?
1: I mean, if you think about what's happening in the United States today, technology is infiltrating every part of our life mm-hmm. to having personalized music playlists to now talking about self-driving cars, or at least technology-assisted cars. But when you think about public education especially, Mm -hmm. it harkens back to the day of the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. There is a group of entrepreneurs, in fact many more each year, coming out thinking, I want to reimagine how people learn, how students learn, and what school looks like. And Alt School is just one prominent example of an entrepreneur who was trying to do that.
0: Okay, so who's, who's the entrepreneur? Tell us who the protagonist in this case So is. the protagonist in this case is a
1: guy named Max Ventilla. And Max comes out from, an, in some ways, an unusual background. He was an entrepreneur coming from Yale. He was very successful early on, mm-hmm. sold his company to Google, and then he became the head of personalization for Google. And of course, like a lot of entrepreneurs, he had a life-changing moment. He had kids mm-hmm. and started looking for schools for his kids, and realized what I said before, that schools looked kind of like what they looked like 100 years ago, Mm -hmm. and he felt that there should be something somehow different. Thinking about personalization as a way to intrinsically change the way students learn and how teachers teach, and also reimagining some of the challenges of what stood in the way from many schools in our country changing, so Mm -hmm. such as the size of the schools, so he's imagined this network of what he calls micro schools. Yeah. Uh, and so Alt School is early, but it has gotten a lot of prominence because it's actually raised over $130 million in venture capital. Wow! So it's this idea of a new type of school founded by a new type of entrepreneur
0: thinking about social good, education by bringing his technology background into it. So it sounds almost too good to be true, right? We, we've heard about other attempts to do this kind of thing, but, but the case goes on to explain in pretty good detail what their approach is. So it's unlike anything you've seen. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the school today, they tend
1: to be big boxes with lots of grades in them, with a playground. I'm talking now about elementary schools configured into grades separated by uh, age groups. Mm-hmm. What he's configured are small, what he calls micro schools. They are small in nature. They're in storefronts. So one of the actual uh, impediments to school building is that they're large, and they have to be specially constructed. What he's done, first of all, is to change that by being able to go into regular retail space. He's also gotten rid of the grade levels. Mm -hmm. So in, in a very strange way, he's gone backwards to this notion of the one Room schoolhouse. Yeah. A little house <laughs> in the prairie. Little house in the prairie. And kids of all different ages and uh, of abilities being in that one room. That's what he kind of envisioned. Everything inside the school is very different by putting it using a lot of technology as a way to differentiate and personalize the learning. So every child who comes in has it's called a personal learning uh, profile. And the technology is able to gauge where you are and then essentially serve up the lessons that you need to learn and also trying to put a lot of control in the hands of the student. So you tell me when you're done with something as opposed to the teacher deciding that you're done learning a topic. So it sounds uh, almost like the Montessori approach. Yeah. In fact, uh, that was one of the uh, critical questions as we were thinking about this is, is this any different? I think the jury is probably still out on that, He's also put technology into all parts of the classroom. In fact, a little bit like the Harvard Business School classroom, he has cameras everywhere Mm. that record facial expressions of students as well as the teacher to give you
0: instantaneous feedback (laughs) as to how you're doing. So uh, so teachers who are listening might be cringing at the thought of that, but, but talk about the experience for teachers at these schools, because it's quite different. My, full disclosure, my wife is a second grade teacher in the greater Boston area, and what I read in this case sounds unlike anything she has uh, in her day-to-day uh, experience as a teacher.
1: Yeah, that's a terrific question. A critical piece of that whole equation is what should the role of the teacher be, and Max's point of view is that the entire organization needs to be organized and constructed to support the teacher. So in many ways, as opposed to the technology, uh, some planting or replacing what the teacher would be doing, mm. the vision for him is that this is a tool that can help to improve and make teachers more effective, more productive. The company is very early, but early on, he has had hundreds and thousands of teachers applying. Interesting. Uh, And he's made it very clear that the organization is there to support the teacher uh, not the other way around. And to
0: compensate uh, yeah. in a way that they aren't normally compensated. That's right, uh,
1: both in terms of compensation, in terms of autonomy, what they're able to do, mm-hmm. the type of uh, work, the environment that they're put into. He's really tried to invert how what you may think of as traditional teaching
0: roles and how school districts
1: today are
0: formulated. And by virtue of some, if I read it correctly, some stock shares that gives them skin in the game in a way that they wouldn't ever have in a public school system. That's
1: right. He's also, uh, he's really made them part of the entire venture. You know, I think this is not only interesting because it's his vision, but there are prominent venture capitalists
0: who have backed other types of venture companies thinking that this could be possible Mm -hmm. and they're supportive. And I also found it very interesting that if you look at the organizational structure for alt schools, a preponderance of the personnel uh, take the form of engineers and technologists. Uh, so he's got to invest in R&D in a way that schools typically don't. That's right. He calls it a full-stack approach, and
1: this this is a terminology that's used in other types of companies as well. As opposed to starting on incremental basis, you actually fully staff a team of engineers
0: and product development people, which, by the way, is an expensive approach. Yeah. And you quote Max in the case as telling the uh, investors that it could take years and years for him to make any money. So it costs, uh, at the time of the case was written, about twenty twenty one thousand dollars 21000 per student per year. But he has plans uh, as part of his scale-up to make that more affordable because another criticism could be that this is an elitist approach to education.
1: That's right. So currently, the company has opened up schools in the uh, Bay Area in California. He's opened up his first school on the East Coast in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, and they charge somewhere between 20000 plus yeah. for this, and they're all private schools, what we think of as independent schools. Now, his long-term goal is that we can take this model and that it can be serve as the prototype or as a model for a broader array of uh, schools, like charter schools or public schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you know the critics would say, geez, this is really targeting a fairly small group of the population. I think Max would argue that if it works here, I don't see why it can't work for
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. John, thank you very much for being here today. Thank you for having me. You can find this case, along with thousands of others, in the Harvard Business School Case Collection at hbr.org. I'm Brian Kenny. Thanks for listening to Cold Call, the official podcast of Harvard Business School.